Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. Sarah and I were uh, just chatting just before we were uh, coming here, and we were talking about um, just uh, the importance of being together, the importance of like having community and we were talking like earlier today uh, when we were going for a walk and we were just chatting about that and just in like the last week and like the week prior to that we've been talking a lot about like just what that community looks like and just what that um, healthy representation of like church like really looks like and so we just were um, wanting to like do it like a tag team a service today yeah we want to like be close so we want to come close to you and yeah. like we're in our living room, you know, and just or in of, our small group, which our small group is, is like this. So, yeah. yeah. And just kind of talk it out because sometimes when you're like, when you're preaching, you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to learn this thing. But then sometimes in like a discussion, you know, it's like a different kind of, uh, a different way of learning or a different way of talking about something. So, yeah. So feel free if you have a question or you want to add something. You go ahead. This is, we want to be, we want to be open. So why don't we just uh, start with prayer? So God, I just thank you so much. I thank you so much, God, for who you are and how wonderful you are, God. And we just sang about how holy, holy, holy you are. And yet, because of your great love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, that we get to come to you and have a relationship with you. And that we get to have a relationship with each other in the church. Thank you. Would you help us understand what that means more and more, God? What the family of God means. So we just, we invite you, God. Pray that you would speak through your word. I thank you for each person here, God. For everything that they bring, everything you've placed inside of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. Well, you gave me a microphone. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm, I'm excited to talk about the family of God and um, just, you know, where we are as a church and what God wants for the church community as a whole. Um, yeah. Did you want to get started? Sure. So what we wanted to do is break it up into like sort of like uh, two kinds of discussions. So one, just kind of talking about like just practically what that looks like in a day-to-day environment. And then we wanted to also bring out just some scripture that talks about like what that sense of Christian community can look like. Not that we have the perfect uh, recipe of what it looks like, because we're always on a journey and it's a, a stage of growth, right? And so as a church whole, we're all trying to grow into what the body really looks like. So why don't, we, uh, why don't you, you share some of the things that you were getting in Scripture, sure. and we'll kind of break down the principles, and then we can break down the practical. Sure. Okay. Um, when I first became a Christian, I was in like my early teens and started going to a church and I always remember hearing them talk about, like, the body of Christ, the body. And, you know, we would eat of the body in communion, 
but then we're also supposed to participate with each other as a body. And there's something very special about that. We both um, participate in Christ's body, but then we are his body. And I was like, what is that supposed to mean? And how do you know who's the head? Who's the leg? Who's a, you know, how do you figure that all out? So that it all, we all work cohesively. And I think that's part of the divine mystery is that God in his power created each one of us. He said he knit you together in your mother's womb. Jody and I were just talking about this before service, you know, that he saw you before you were born and he knit you together in your mother's womb. He knew every word that you were going to speak, every day that you were going to live before you live it and therefore has placed specific things inside of you. And he says that he has good deeds for each one of us that we're supposed to walk out, that he knows beforehand for us to walk out. And then he places you within a family, within a church family, that you get to walk out those good deeds. And I think that that's part of that divine mystery. So, yeah, I remember being confused by it, but also intrigued by it. I was given a book um, early on in my Christian walk called Fearfully and Wonderfully Made by Dr. Paul Brand. And he's a, a surgeon and talks about the body as a whole and how we are absolutely dependent on each other as a body, that the way that the, the body is actually structured has serves its purpose. And for example, we need um, fat cells for energy. And fat cells are so important for energy. Um, those are like the people who come, <laughs> yes, we need it. But if you get too much, it becomes a problem, right? And so it's this delicate balance. So just wanted to, to share that with you. But why don't you turn to um, Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. So to give some context, this is after um, Peter preaches to the crowd. So the Holy Spirit has descended upon the early church, upon the apostles, and Peter preaches to the crowd, and the church starts growing. They're growing in number. And this, this section is called, The Believers Form a Community. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. As I was reading this scripture, it jumped out to me that it, it talks about the different elements that are present when a church is growing and it is healthy, and when we're walking in community with each other. So all the believers devoted themselves to the teaching. In order to actually grow with each other, like we have to be part of good teaching and hearing the sermons, meditating on what we're actually learning, 
in small group and, and throughout the week is part of that, that good teaching. Um, also talks about um, enjoying fellowship with, with each other and sharing meals. That's mentioned a couple times. And I don't know about you, but hands up, you love a good, I love a good meal, especially if someone else has cooked it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is so good. There's something so special in eating together. Like, it doesn't even matter if it's a and j It's the eating together. And I think that God knows that that's, uh, that's important in actually growing together. So there's fellowship, sharing meals. The next one is actually meeting together. And let's talk about that, Erin. We talked about um, yeah. the importance of actually meeting together and what, what that looks like. Just doing so good. Sorry, oh, I'm on. Un- now I gotta There's so much in the scripture. <laughs> Come on. Um, yeah. So I think when it comes to like meeting together, like we talked a lot about that and just what that represents, because um, you know I think a bit of it like a, in a relationship, right? Like imagine you know having a relationship where you know you're just. You, you end up getting married and then you're like, okay, uh, I'll see you in a, a month from now. You'd be, the other person would be kind of like, you know, being like, what's going on here? Like, I thought we were, I thought we were in a marriage. And, and when you think of like the representation of like Christ, when he said, you know, like, um, you know, that I came for my bride, it's like, whoa, whoa, like you want a relationship. And it's like, there's such a dependency, a codependency on not only just with God, but even with each other. And it, he said, you know, I want you to be a body, mm-hmm. not, you know, multiple bodies, a body, right? So that's like all people in God's church, all people as a body. But it's so difficult, you know? Um, we were uh, just had a, like a, just like a, a discipleship, uh, you know, this morning where um, my dad was sharing um, a story about uh, being in India, and uh, when he was dealing with uh, a salvation altar call, there was like a, a big thing where um, there was a big crusade that happened. There was 50,000 decisions that were made for Christ, and all these pastors are in a room, and so they couldn't seem to have this, there was like this disunity that my dad was, was noticing, and he was like, okay, let's, let's talk about the unity first. And uh, so anyways, when he brought it up, one of the pastors wanted to get up and he just went over to another pastor and he's like, you know, and, and my dad was saying about how we have to have unity. We have to put all these things behind us and not, you know, and, and not do that, not, not have, uh, you know, tensions with each other. And he, the one guy got up and was like, and I'm, you know, and apo- apologized to another pastor and put his finger like right into the guy. And so they end up just getting into a fist fight. And so my dad uses that as an example in that meeting. And it's like, well, that's what the church, you know, sometimes is, right? Like we act like children. And so, you know, we, we don't, we're not acting in that unity. And it goes for, um, for all of us, you know, when, I, when you think of a bride, right? What are you thinking of? How does that get taken care of? How does that get taken care of? I guarantee that in, in the back of your brain, you could probably come up with one or two solutions, right? Which we'll talk about later. But we can think of one or two solutions where we can start being more like that. But then not only that, but also being a part of that body. There's many ways that, like Carrie was saying, with the body and how we have this dependency upon 
different aspects of the body, different aspects of each other, you know, I guarantee that there's probably some unique ways that we can say, how can we be dependent upon each other, right? Like where you have to say, I'm not just going to be a North American, take care of myself, amen? I'm going to be a North American Jesus follower and say, I need you to help me here. But I I also have something to give of myself to you. And being a body one to another, amen? Like, there's ways that we can, we can do that as well, too. And so I think when, I, when I'm thinking about what we're talking about, about being together just from, like, a principled point of view, that's kind of what my mind alludes to. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't want to live a life where I don't have that, that healthiness in my own life and then also the people that are around me. You know what I mean? I want to see that environment for everybody as well, too. And one of the ways that... Um, I know that's happened in my own life. It's been in small groups. And sometimes the small group has looked a little unconventional. Like I was meeting um, early on in my, in my walk and then in my 20s with a group of women. And <clears throat> what I noticed happened in that group, and it just happened slowly over time, but how God uses small groups to speak into our lives where we actually receive teaching, we enjoy fellowship, we share meals, we become devoted to prayer. And in that small group, um, what happened was, if you look at Titus 2, verse 3 to 5, it talks about the older women teaching the younger women, and the older men teaching the younger men, that that's a healthy model, that I actually need you other women in my life, like I need you in my small group. I need you. I need to see you, Rhoda, at church because you're speaking and you're teaching me about because as Christ is formed in you, I see the fruit and Christ becomes formed in me. And the other part of that group that um, was really special to me was as we became closer, those women could help me in areas of my life that I couldn't actually see. Which you should praise God for that, Aaron, because they rubbed off a lot of things before I got married to you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> right. But it's in that relationship where I could, you know, someone else can be real and say, you know, when you are acting afraid, that's not God's best for you. And you can walk in victory. Let's pray together and get you free. But it's hard to do that on a Sunday service, right? Where I don't get to hear what's going on in your life, Tracy, or what's going on in your life, Kasun, you know? Um, So small group is a a great place for that fellowship to happen. Yeah. Um, I noticed, too, like I remember um, uh, lots of times when I was, you know, in my youth and being a young adult as well, too. I'm pretty sure there's a few here that can remember seeing Luke give me the, the hey, thumbs up, he gets it, <laughs> um, is, uh, you know, when we share on Sundays, but we also have other times in our week where we're spending that time. So when we had those small groups, when we had those connections, it's like you just, you just start... Um, uh, and when you have the right intentions, you have the right 
um, heart towards everything. It's like, it's just so easy to live. It's so easy to have God work things out. Because while you're in that small group, it's like, you know, you just start talking about something and somebody else is picking up, you know, the signal of what you're throwing down and they can actually help alongside you and they can speak into a situation. And we had so much growth and so many um, wonderful times with just the Holy Spirit. Like, I remember, like, one night where we were praying, I think, um, who was there here? You know what, Luke? Sarah was there. Um, so she's not in here right now. She's, she's upstairs, I believe. But, uh, but we, were, we were at um, a friend's place, and I remember we were just praying and worshiping God. I think it was, like, after, like, a small group or something or prayer. Or, anyways, we went to, like, just, we all just decided to go to, um, to a friend's house, and we just started praying and just, like, seeking God. And, like, all of a sudden, I just, like, I just, like, in myself, just, like, just felt like just God just so there. And then I think a bunch of people were leaving. There was only like a few of us left. And I remember um, this, this one girl, she, she ended up having hearing aids in her ears. And I remember just like saying, no, let's pray for this and let's see this thing like taken out. You know what I mean? And we were just so um, immersed in just being close and being connected with each other and being connected with God that we were just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Like, let's just pray. So I remember just putting my fingers in her ears and then just pulling my fingers out. And all of a sudden, she could, like, hear. Like, literally. She was, like, like crying. Like, tears were coming down, down her eyes. She said she never, could never hear birds chirping or any of this stuff. Anyway, she went on the piano because she would play the piano. And she could play by, um, I guess, by vibration or something like that. So she was, she was playing the piano. And, and she was just, like, just felt, like, such a relief that God wow. had done that. And then, you know... Um, the next day she ended up hearing birds chirping. She said she never heard that. It was just, it was cool, but it's like there's a reward. There's a reward for being the body. There's a reward for like actually having that fellowship and it's being healthy. And what's awesome about that is that if you look at verse 42 into 43, it says that the believers were devoting themselves, sharing meals, enjoying prayer, And verse 43 says, A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. That as a result of the Holy Spirit moving in people's lives and as being in fellowship, there were miraculous signs, like people being healed. And that in itself drew more people to God. They could see like the compassion and the mercy of God to heal that woman of of being deaf, which is Mm -hmm. amazing. Um, but another part of this verse is that, that all the believers met together in one place, shared everything that they had, and they sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. So I'd like, whoever would like to sell their home, please stand <laughs> and come forward. And for those in need, please come forward. <laughs> yes, and we will get it sorted out. <laughs> you know, we laugh, but we're a community. Yeah, we so. laugh. But that's what they did. They, they actually Like you're going to go and have a conversation with one of those people when you get to heaven. You're going to say, so what did you do? <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't want to do it. Um, but it's in that, in that community where you actually learn about what, what we need. Um, 
And I know it wasn't until I actually was vulnerable with the other people in my circle that I saw a big growth that God actually could take me to a different place with him. And it was when I was questioning if God really was able to do everything that he said he can do in the word of God. Like if he's saying these miraculous signs can happen, that people can be set free, I'm like, okay, well, I want to see that. I want to experience that. And I actually started to get a little like down. And I was like, what is the, what are we doing? Like, what's the church? Like, what's going on? You know? And it was when I could actually be real with the other people. And guess what? They didn't have the answers for me. Are you encouraged? (laughs) You don't have to have the answers because it was just them helping me turn to God who has the answers. No one could give me a pat answer on why God doesn't heal the different people that I've seen sick and die. No one can give me the right answer that's going to patch that up in my heart, right? Or the people I've seen suffer. But it was them turning my eyes towards God. And all I needed was that mustard seed of faith. God says, if you turn to me, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. And it was the people close who said, okay, just turn your eyes to him. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, like that song that um, they sang last week. And it was just in turning to him and saying, I got to believe you, that that's when God met with me. And that's when I started to see him actually work miracles. To, I started to see what he wrote in the word. And he could actually do the healing in my heart. And you know what? He wasn't scared of my tough questions. Why didn't you do these things? Why didn't you act at this time? And it was okay. So there's vulnerability that um, community affords us Mm -hmm. if you're willing to do it. And I'm not very good at it. So I invite you to go ahead. You can poke me a little because it's hard. It's hard to be vulnerable that way. And I remember when when she was sharing with me about that with the miracles and stuff, I remember that uh, when we were uh, dating um, as well, when you had mentioned that, you know, you, you were really praying about who God had for your life. And uh, you knew that, like, just in your own heart, that there wasn't, like, a grace for, um, as, as much of a grace for, like, around that mental health, like, for somebody that you had as a partner. And I remember, <laughs> yeah. you know, talking to her, and it's like, you know, she's going down this path of, of really seeking God and believing in regards to, um, you know, God being the God of miracles. And it's like, well, listen here, honey. Okay, so the context you know, is... This guy right here was diagnosed with, you know, with psychosis. Yeah. And I mean, they were wanting to make that like it was a lifelong thing. Here I am, free, right? No, free. no mental concerns. No, no nothing. Yeah. Right? Hey, that's awesome. So it's but like, I you had... got to believe it or I'm not, I don't exist. Exactly. <laughs> like and you, wouldn't, you wouldn't marry me. And because I had seen so much, right? And like... When we're walking in this world, like, you just see so much. You experience so much. And granted, like, I've lived a fairly sheltered life, but, like, as you go, you see suffering. As you go, you see people dealing with addiction and mental health issues. But God 
like people look at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And for all the people I had dealt with, struggling with um, like mental illness and psychosis in, in my job, I was like, whoa, like they want to fight me. And like, it, it just was never healthy. And I said, I am just, I cannot marry somebody who has dealt with that. I'm being very vulnerable because <laughs> truly, you know what? Every, every one of us has dealt with some form of struggling with feeling down, anxious, not being totally, you know, seeing things properly. So like, who is I to judge? But God in his mercy let me see a living miracle in my husband and then showed me grace to like understand those things in people. So And you don't deal with anything that way. <laughs> There's no residue. There's no residue. There's no... God, he's good, right? Yeah. He heals. Yeah. Praise God. <laughs> yeah. Complete transformation. Complete transformation. Um I just want to take us to the the end portion of this scripture that they shared in the Lord's Supper. And um, I think when we have communion here at church, it's an opportunity that if there's something going on in our relationships, that we can invite the Holy Spirit to bring that to the surface and make a resolute to resolve what those things are so that we can stay close. Bring it to the surface. Christ says, walk in the light. He is the light of the world. And if we walk closely with him, we'll be able to walk in his light. And it says, all the while, praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So from this comes, or during this, comes worship. Like we can praise God together and we don't give up actually meeting together. There's something powerful in worshiping God together. And then God added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So we're going to see God do that. We're going to see him add to the church in Barry as we like keep walking mm -hmm. in communion with each other. And the part that I really enjoy about like a lot of that scripture is it's not your, your typical church environment. You're not the, it's not like, you know, we're going to um, a, a service or we're going to a show. You know what I mean? We're not going to something like that. Like, it was like a community, right? And they were participating in, you know, the different discussions and the different things that, that God was revealing to the church. And it's like, they were all in communion with one another and they were fellowshipping and then they were discussing and chatting about those things. And it's like, think about it, that revelation of Christ, like the, revel the knowledge of Christ, you know, we can grow that or we can have that become tainted. Um, you know, like, um, it's so easy for us to be uh, wooed in a different direction. So um, the easy way for me to, to put this is, have you ever kind of like, you know, was like working on a, you know, a project that, that you were doing um, at work and all of a sudden you forgot what time it was. Or, you know, you're um, doing something, you know, outside and you forget that you had to go back in for dinner or, you know, or you're, you're out and you're enjoying a really nice vacation and you're out and enjoying life and, you know, you want to forget about going, going back 
right? Like there's, it's, it's, it's something about being in those moments, right? That all of a sudden you are becoming what you are doing in those moments. And, you know, it's like you, you, you learn so passively. In, we, we learn all, so passively in all of the things that we engage in, you know? So, like, if I was to deal with, um, you know, like, let's say I, I decided to become, um, like, uh, a secretary for an accountant. Let's just say that. I decided to become a secretary for an accountant. I guarantee you that I'm going to pick up on the terminology of being an accountant. Or if I become a secretary for a lawyer, right, I'm going to learn law. I'm not going to know why. I'm not going to say that that was my job, but I'm going to know law, right? And so it's the same thing with everything that we do. As we spend time, as we evaluate our week, as we evaluate how we are growing, you're going to find that what you have become accustomed to, it just becomes second nature. But what I, what I want to do is, um, sorry, uh, just my eyes are itchy there. Um, I want to challenge each one of us to say, what is my week? What is it that I do when I'm thinking of my week? And when we talk about the book of Acts, right, because we talked about principle, like what, what does that look like, you know? And, and how is it that I'm um, passively growing towards the Lord? So you're saying like, just like if you were actually working in a law office, you would pick up those yeah. things. That if so, we're actually immersed with the family of God, exactly. then you're going to pick up different features She's and fruits. And I'm giving you a I'm gold star. My communication I'm like, skills. No, it's good. You're summarizing because I feel like maybe I'm going to fist pump me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah. I, I totally. And that's what I got with those women who like really helped me out that it started to rub off on me. Yeah. And so here, check this out. This is, this is something cool. If you don't value it, okay, if you don't value it, right, then you're not going to make a priority for it. Check this out. Do you know that when, um, oh my gosh, I need to, oh, I should have, I should have wrote down this verse. But um, when David, when David was bringing in the ark, he ended up leaving the ark at, um, I forget where it was. It was one of Obedium. There we go. Obedium. He left the ark at Obedium's house. Did you know, if you actually read that account, Obedium, it said that his house became very prosperous that, because it was close with God, right? And at that time, that was Old Covenant, so that was the representation of that. But check this out. Not only that, but after the ark had gone in, okay, Obedium, if you actually look at the account of um, who was serving at the, at the temple, you'll see Obedium, 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 because he got something. He got something. He realized something, right? And so sometimes when we've just been so in our way, right? Think about North America, in our church way, right? Not challenging ourselves, and we get stuck in our way. Oh, it's going to be a, just a show. I'm going to go and watch a show. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, that's not church. It's, it, no, 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 no show. It's not a, okay, participate in what we're doing. And, you know, you are the participants and we are the teachers. Like, no, 
No participant, no teacher. <laughs> Just <family. laughs> one teacher, Christ, the head, all the body. It even says about you know don't you know don't uh, call yourselves um, you know titles and things like that. Like you're just you're all one body. There's one Christ. You know what stands out to me in that story about the ark coming into his home? Can I? Oh yeah. Yeah. Can I just, just yeah, you wrap that up? Um, so when I think about that with Obadiah and I think about what had happened, like, like what we're doing, I think what would happen. What would happen if you said to yourself, I am going to challenge myself to go to a more uh, closer, to have more of a closer connection with the Lord so that I can learn passively something that I would not um, normally like learn because I would not normally engage in those types of things in the church. That's it. What were you going to say? That's what I wanted to circle around. I was going to say is that when the ark came into his house, it was God's presence coming into his space, and he just had to receive it. Mm -hmm. Like that just struck me as you were speaking is that, like, if my heart is open to receive God and his presence, then we're going to see fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay, so now that we've talked about it, and I feel like we've kind of at least you know, brought it home in regards to principle. Now I wanted to bring out a little bit more about practical, okay? Now I'm going to bring out my nerdy side, all right? I definitely have a nerdy side. I know my family has, you know, noticed it and talked about it and different ones. And, but anyways, my nerdy side is going to tell you this, that there, there are multiple ways to be putting this into practice. There's multiple ways that you can put this into practice. And guess what? I am not out of ideas when it comes to that because there are so many ways that you can do this. And what I want to challenge each one of us with here today is um, I want to challenge each one of us to, to actually make it, an, like to make an effort to, to do that um, in our life, you know. And uh, I want to actually bring out just, um, I'm going to totally throw Natalie out here. Um, you know, I was, we were talking, uh, Natalie was talking this morning, and she had talked about, uh, just about being the body, and uh, one of the points that she brought out was, um, you know, just when you're giving, that there's something you receive when you give. But think, think about it, though. If God is love, right, and that's what love does, love is a giving force, right, what do you receive when you give, right? What, what is it that you experience when you give? You know what I mean? Like, what, it, what did the disciples have when they said, you know, like, you know, when they were praising God, when they were suffering, right? When they were in jail, all these things. Because they said that they were close with the Lord in those moments, right? And so there's all these experiences that we get in that process of giving. And Natalie said, man, I've got so much life on the inside of me. I'm like, great. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Like, you know, and when, when I t- see and observe and, and have saw what, what's happened in Natalie's life where, you know, I've seen her where she's um, been, you know, coming right from kids club and then she's coming into like small group and participating in small group and, you know, going to like discipleship and, you know, and just kind of helping out with uh, the, the worship on Sundays and, you know, talking to different ones and just having a conversation with them, finding out what's going on in their life and just being rooted and connected and like, being that that part of the body in that church like with each other and 
you can see where that, that life comes in, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and there's many that have those kinds of, um, those kinds of moments in their life. Um, you know, I see it with a lot of, uh, a lot of our uh, leadership as well. Like, you know, um, I know that on uh, Thursdays, you know, every single uh, person uh, within our, our leadership is participating um, at prayer and they're just engaged and they're praying. It's like, you know, it, there's such an important part to that. And um, one of the parts I wanted to bring out um, before we get into the practical side was um, just about prayer. And it's the idea of corporate prayer being in that verse. Because we talked about small group, but the idea of corporate prayer, and it's like, when, I'm, when I look at being connected to somebody, like from a spiritual level, like if somebody wants to have fellowship with me from a spiritual level, what, there's a couple factors that I, I look for. So one, I look for, you know, how is that getting um, discipled? Like how, how are we, like how are we being connected from that angle? But also, how do, how do we corporately engage in prayer? How do we corporately do that together? Amen? And so that's kind of what I, I look for when I'm, when I'm working with people. Because like, you know, my nerdy side is, is very nerdy, okay? Like I can do a lot of nerdy things. And so, but guess what? I don't care about doing all those kinds of things, you know? And I don't like to engage that area of my thought um, and just always do that because that's what they do in North America. It's always just engaging process of thinking, you know what I mean? Engaging, you know, developing something, engaging. But like, we are a church and a church is a body and a body is built upon two major factors. One being that we need inflow of discipleship, growth, community, connection. We have to have that. We have no life apart from one another. So we have to have that. And the second is that we corporately pray, that we're engaged together, that we corporately engage in prayer, okay? And then it's all of the great things that you can do as a body, but you're coming in it and through it together. You're doing it as a unified presence. You're doing it as a unified um, community. And then all the, the nerdy pieces can get added on. All the unique things that you can do, all of the different types of things. Because, you know, like I've, I've helped out with the church, like just with a, a few areas of like, you've probably noticed like, you know, just different events and different little things that, that we've been doing. And, you know, it seems like there's a bit of an organizational structure kind of like kicking in and all this kind of stuff. That's just my nerd side. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to help out. I'm trying to give where I can. But that's like, you know, um, when, I'm, when I'm doing that, it's not like, um, it's not like that is my purpose. It's not like that's, that's what I'm trying to muster up. I'm not trying to, you know, I don't want to build like some kind of like show or some kind of like program. I'm not doing that, you know what I mean? But at the same time, with using less time because of being able to do those things, I don't mind figuring out unique ways to get us uh, have a better uh, form of engagement, a better form of community and connection. But guess what? This is the beautiful thing when we get into the, um, when we get into just more of the practical side is if you challenge yourself, let's say this week, because believe it or not, if you don't challenge yourself on something like even like right away, you know, a lot of times it's just going to be thrown under the rug and you'll forget about it. But if you challenge yourself this week, you say, I'm going to give myself one or two or three things that I can do that is going to be different. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to challenge myself that way. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to figure out 
how I'm going to increase my involvement, because think about the book of Acts. It's so drastically far from where we're at today. But I'm going to think of one, two, or three things where I'm going to actually engage in having more forms of discipleship in my life, which basically means that I'm going to have a, a further engagement of fellowship with believers, right? And I'm going to be able to grow in that because that's what we need. Like, I, I'll never ditch discipleship in my life. Like, I've, I'm, I'm devoted, man. I'm, I'm, like, I'm not chopping that off at all, like, in my life. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, how can we um, corporately pray with one another, right? And so here's my challenge on that, is there's no reason why you can't have that as a, as a greater magnitude in your life, okay? And I'm not, I'm not promoting having, you know, small group on Tuesday, small group on Wednesday, well, I and to prayer on to Thursday. That, actually, can, because... I just, can I just uh, finish where I was going with that, or do you want to... This is like real life. This is like... No. <laughs> it is. Go ahead. Okay. So, but what I wanted to bring out was, so on Tuesday, Thursday, and Wednesday, I'm not, I'm not necessarily promoting that because here's the thing. If you're going to get connected, you're going to seek out an avenue to find out how to get connected. And guess what? When you start acting that you want to be connected, there's going to be a way that you become connected. And if you want to be able to be discipled, there's a way and a process where you can be discipled. And there's a way and a process where you can corporately pray. So if you want to engage and challenge yourself, ask yourself, how can I do that? And maybe talk to somebody, talk to me. Like, I'm nerdy, right, that way. So I'll help you figure out some possible solutions. Um, but here's the thing. If it does work to come out to something like Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, why not? So on that note, can I go? Is it my turn? Is <laughs> yeah. it my turn? Yeah, go and for it. I think we got it. Okay, we're getting close. Yeah. Um, is that, oh, I... <laughs> I used to um, just love to be involved in like everything and just do, do, do a bunch of programs. And because I was excited and everything is, you know, awesome. And I would just, you know, do this and 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 this because I like it and it was there to do and I wanted to get involved, but it was too much. And it's okay that you don't have to do everything. It doesn't have to be about the programs that you're doing. You know, 2 Corinthians 5.14 says it's the love of Christ that compels us. Like, when we're motivated by his love, let him compel you to the things that he has actually called you to do. And I actually had a friend who had stopped me, a friend who was in my life that said, you are burning the candle at both ends, and you can't do that. And it was great advice that she just said, stop. And it was in the stopping, and then still get it staying plugged in to things, but not trying to do everything. Like you can't, you literally can't do everything. Mm -hmm. So that was a, that was a, a good wake up call for me. We don't have to be part of everything, but stay plugged in so we can be yeah. healthy. But it, the key is making sure that like, sometimes we have to pull things out of our life if we're going to get like discipleship in our life. You know what I mean? And so there's a lot of juggling that has to take place and there's a lot you have to put into you um, so that's where the, the challenge can lie. And um, one of the things that I would challenge you to do is, like, when I think of, like, even, you know, for our own lives, like, when I look at what we're doing, even in a day right now, like, 
you know, like Tuesday evening, right? We've got the small group that we're participating in. And then on Thursday, we're going to prayer at night. Um, on Sunday night, we're going to church. That's three of our evenings that we're spending time like in the body, but it's not like a program. It's not, when I go to, when I go to, um, to Tuesday, um, like small group, I'm not in a program. I'm not, like, I don't know, like if, you know, when I talk, like ask Natalie, you know, she's, she's been, uh, been coming out. It's like, we're just like, end up just chatting with each other, like even before the group gets started and we're just finding out how the day's going. And, you know, last week, Natalie was bringing some food for, uh, for Ian and then Ian wasn't there. And then, you know, like Sarah ended up, uh, you know, taking, uh, taking that because we didn't want to just throw it out. Like, you know, so it's just like, there's, it's just being able to have that fellowship. And the cool thing is that in those pockets of time, if, if you have zero, right, you'll feel disconnected. You'll feel a little off spiritually. But when you have those connections, there's all these little tiny things that just start like emerging from those moments, like from just being in that community with each other. You find out somebody's moving. Hey, I'm going to go and I'm going to help that person move. Or, you know, hey, someone's out of barbecue. Oh, yeah. We're uh, sharing you know, the meal together. <laughs> I could go have a barbecue. <laughs> right, and, that's right. You know, it's, it's little nuggets of things that, that come up along the way, right? And it's, you know, I'm, I'm always up for connecting with everybody in, in any way I can and just having that time together. I love it. I, I, you know, my wife and I were very extroverted that way. We, we love having time with people. We, we never want to turn that, turn that down because we just enjoy it. But it's like, you know, it's like to really have that sense of like a continual connection, you know what I mean? It really takes that, that connecting and it really takes that, that being together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> on that note, um, I just wanted to summarize what kind of what sure. we talked about. So in Acts chapter two, there's there was ten main points that um, were features of the church that was healthy and growing. So there's teaching, getting engaged in teaching, and if you're not sure about like things that you can be listening to or learning about throughout the week, then you know ask Pastor Greg and Sheila. We've got some good resources. Nally's got good resources that you can be feeding that way throughout the week. Fellowship, sharing meals, worshiping together, being devoted to prayer, meeting together often, giving to those in need, uh, meeting in each other's homes, praising each other, and enjoying each other's fellowship. And all those things will add to our number. So why don't we pray and uh, invite God to do those things that are impossible. So God, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We invite you to do what only you can do in the church. God, that you would come and grow the church body just the way that you want. That we would actually not look at outward appearance, mm -hmm. but that we would look at the heart like you look at the heart. And I thank you that each person has something to offer to this family. God, thank you that you've put those things inside of us. We just invite you to come, God. We invite you to come, Lord. Thank you that we get to worship together. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I just want to ch challenge us one more thing is, you know, when I say about not needing really to participate on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, even though we're talking about this, it's, it's just getting up and connecting with each other and saying, hey, 
Can we stay more connected, you know, on a regular basis? Think about it, you know, like, it's easy to change um, a time frame. It's easy to change, like, you know, when we do stuff. It's also easy to just, like, set up another time to be able to pray corporately. It's also really easy to set up a time to be able to meet together. There's lots of ways to do it. Let's just be creative, and let's just make sure that we just stay engaged with each other, because that's what the church is, amen? was so good being a body being a family and a community together isn't that awesome yeah thank you so much for sharing that with us on the agenda, but we're trying to find the right song for this time after all that. And so this is what we came up with. What a wonderful name. 
Thank you, Rob and Jody and Kasun and Tracy for leading in worship, and we're so glad that each one of you has come, and we hope to see you get plugged in. So if you want to get plugged in, then check out the weekly if you need to sign up for the weekly. Aaron tells you every week how to get the weekly, um, or if you want to just come to one of our groups, then we just we invite you to come. So go have a great week, and we will see you here. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.